Romans 10:17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Thank you for listening to Now Hear This, a Faith Comes by Hearing podcast. Welcome to our show. It is my pleasure to have Dr. Kirk Franklin, the executive director of Wycliffe Global Alliance. Kirk, it's great to have you here. It's just a wonderful joy to be here as well, Aaron. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about the Wycliffe Global Alliance. The Wycliffe Global Alliance is a response to the worldwide needs for Bible translation that are still very great. And it's a deliberate attempt to create an organizational structure that brings together a lot of other organizations so that we can focus together and collaborate together uh, to see God's Word available in the languages that still need it. Uh, so that's, that's why we exist. Uh, we don't exist for any other reason. And we build on the long history of Bible translation through organizations like Wycliffe Bible Translators and others. So how many members currently are in the, the Global Alliance? Uh, we have 104 organizations that have deliberately chosen to be part of the Global Alliance. And the latest one, one of the most recent ones, is Faith Comes by Hearing. What exactly is your role as the executive director of Wycliffe Global Alliance? Well, my role is quite an interesting one because it's not the conventional uh, CEO or, or executive director role because you're actually leading an alliance. So I don't have direct control over any of these organizations. We have a an agreement together. But my role is to really share the vision, cast the vision widely, and to share our values or our ideology. Why do we exist? What is God doing in the world today? And how are we trying to deliberately respond to that? And so I work with these organizations and their leaders to help them uh, keep hold of that vision, because you can obviously lose a vision, and to reinforce it, to bring new ideas, new thinking, uh, create new spaces. I also work very carefully with uh, leaders, emerging leaders in particular, so that there's a future for the Bible translation movement, making sure that good leaders are being developed. You're part of Wycliffe Global Alliance, but we've had other guests on the show from for example, Wycliffe USA, we had the uh, previous president of Wycliffe India. There's a lot of different chapters of Wycliffe that are in the alliance. Uh, why, why is it important that, that there are all these different chapters? The, the history is that uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators started in the United States in 1942, and that was actually a deliberate response to resource another organization called SIL International, which was a field organization. And the vision kept growing, and so new Wycliffe offices were started in different countries of the world. And then later, it started including organizations being started to do Bible translation in some of the countries where that was needed. And those organizations often took the Wycliffe name because they wanted that commonality, that identity. And so what we are as the Global Alliance, you could see us as the global body of all these other organizations. But the ones that have Wycliffe in their name are only about a third of the 104 organizations in the alliance, but there are, are more our historic ones, the ones where we started, the ones mm-hmm. we started with. And uh, they're obviously an important part, but they're not the only ones anymore in, in this global alliance. Why is it important to get all of these ministries, organizations to align in, in the Wycliffe Global Alliance? 
we don't want to be competitive with each other. We want to collaborate. And by working together more closely, I think God is honored in, in mm. incredible ways. I think it speaks to body life, like what we read in Romans 12 or 1 Corinthians 12, about how the body is to, meant to work together. And, and so our desire is, is each organization has some strengths, some specializations, some things they do really well. And how can they contribute to other organizations who are committed to the same values of the scriptures, but don't have those strengths or resources or um, knowledge or experience. And by working together, the the stronger can help the weaker, um, and we can see God glorified, because I think God is always glorified when his body works together rather than competing with each other. What is the Global Alliance working on right now? What What are they focusing on that you find particularly exciting that you'd like to share? One of the big shifts in the last couple of years is the recognition that uh, about 50 of these 100-plus organizations are actually leading and managing Bible translation projects in their own countries. Mm. And that's a significant shift because in the past, it was generally an organization from the outside going into a country and maybe doing this work. And now it's these local expressions and so to help these organizations who are local mm-hmm. be more effective is one of our, our new opportunities because it means they have to develop, for example, translation consultants, and that takes an effort. Another foci is to, to increase the, the uh, commitment to the Old Testament, translating the Old Testament because the old is vital to our understanding of the new, and that mm-hmm. has been overlooked in the past. And another, of course, is just the whole push for orality because so many of these communities are actually oral communities, not literate communities, and so reaching them with the scriptures. And seeing um, us working together to, to address these needs in translation, whereas our focus before was more on resourcing, providing the people, finding the funds uh, to do this work, finding people from outside, sending them in to a different place, and they have to live in that context and work. So the shift is quite significant. And then uh, also uh, related to that is developing leaders to lead the, these this collaborative effort in a really good way and not, again, as I said before, in a competitive way. It sounds like a lot is going on and and there's a lot of opportunity before the the alliance. The work that our ministries are focused on cannot be done unless God's hand is with us. Can you tell us a little bit, first of all, of how you've seen through the work of your ministry uh, God's word impact uh, those who you're reaching out to? I sure can. And and I, an organization like ours, uh, of course, has lots and lots of stories of what we see God doing. But I'm, I'm actually going to take a, a bit of an older story because it illustrates um, the power of God's Word very dramatically. Uh, a while ago, because my parents are Bible translators, when they were finishing a, a translation in Papua New Guinea and they had a dedication, a lady came uh, from a, a faraway village, it took her half a day to walk there, and she bought a copy of this New Testament in the West Kewa language. But it turned out it was not actually her, her dialect. She spoke a different dialect, which would mean that she only un- would understand about 50 to 60 percent of this New Testament. And she took it home, and she asked her older child, or her daughter, who, who could read and write, to, because this mother was illiterate, to read the scriptures every night to the family. And, and so this daughter did that mm-hmm. as the kids grew up. 
Uh, but of course, it wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite their language. And so the daughter, when she got older, uh, reached out to my father. She found him somehow and said, could he come back and help her and and the community do the related dialect called the East Kewa so that they could have the scriptures that They'd had this West K, which wasn't quite right for them, but now they they were old enough to to contribute to actually doing the translation. So my dad helped them do that, and and mm. they have those scriptures. So here, you know, just the fact that you would have an illiterate mother walk half a day and buy a New Testament, which would have cost her a lot of money for for what she had, take it home and have it read to her every night, even though she didn't fully understand it, and raised her children around the scripture and, and a belief in the importance of God's word. Mm. Uh, it's stories like that that are, are very motivational for us because it reminds us of the power of God's Word. It does. And we always say on the show that um, God promises His Word does not come back void. Uh, and all we have to do is be faithful to deliver it. God shows Himself faithful in the work that He's doing throughout the world. Can you give uh, a particular story that um, shows His faithfulness in, in your work? Uh so that we can we can give glory to to him who without him we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, even though uh, Wycliffe Global Alliance is a well-known name and, and organization and structured, we actually uh, have operated with minimal financial and people resources, uh, simply because most of those resources are in the hands of the organizations that are part of the alliance, and very little will come to our our. Uh, to me and, and my team to operate. And when I came and started in my role 12 years ago, I was quite concerned that I wouldn't be able to attract the talent, the leaders that I needed to work with me. Um, and I have, uh, over the last decade, had over 30 leaders come and work with me, and I currently have 15. And I've been able to fill every single leadership role uh, front with people, and they front come from all around the world. Um, and the fact that God has provided at that level, mm-hmm. uh, these are not uh, people that are salaried. These are not people that I advertise for. They're simply people that I met and invited and felt that God w- could use them on a team like this. And so it's quite a unique way of explaining um, and seeing how God worked. He, he provided the human resources to lead a new kind of uh, organizational structure the right kind of talent, the right kind of ability, the right kind of people that have been needed right when they were needed. And to me, that's just a testimony that God's uh, hand has been on the development of this alliance uh, ever since we set out to do that over a decade ago. Kirk, if, if our listeners want to know more about the Wycliffe Global Alliance, uh, what should they do? Because we're a, a virtual organization, we don't we don't have a head office somewhere. We do have a website, and that's always the best place to go. That has prayer requests, has stories from around the world, and it has lists of org- all the organizations that are part of the Global Alliance. Uh, and that it's got a very simple web address, uh, Wycliffe.net, and uh, that's kept up to date. Uh, and that would be the best place to go and and see see what's of interest and and follow that through. All right. Kirk, we're just about out of time, and so I want to give you an opportunity to leave our listeners with any closing thoughts that you might have. We live and and minister in a very changing world, a volatile world. It's an uncertain world. It's complex, and it's ever-changing. And as Christians, we need to walk closer with the Lord than ever before, I believe. Mm. 
And I think we need to learn to dwell and, and meditate and feed off the scriptures like we never have before. Because it's the scriptures that are God's truth to us. It's what doesn't change. Everything else is in the state of constant change. And unless we take the time and draw aside and spend that time with the Lord in his word, then I think we just find ourselves in more and more uncertainty, more and more complexity we can't deal with. And uh, yet God has the solution. It's his word. It's his spirit speaking to us. So my encouragement to all of us is that we'll just take that time every day and spend some, some quality time in the scriptures and let the spirit speak to us and equip us for whatever God's got us to do in this world today. Well, Kirk, thanks for, for being here today. It was truly an honor and a pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you. On Now Hear This, we always highlight a language that has been recorded to promote appreciation for the huge variety of languages throughout the world. We want to connect you with the work being done among these people groups to reach them with the Word of God. Today's section of scripture is Ephesians 2.10, which reads in English, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Here it is spoken in the Nyindru language. Tasa kinrele amunen amikes taha mata gok mene Christ Jesus amikes kinrei budi taha asan ha unja eme mata ha wunian amikes kandrien muasin bukubuena mene ilowosa taha ma aseken taha kamikes makaen hamun tali. Niendru is spoken by 4,800 people, primarily in Papua New Guinea. Niendru has a literacy rate of about 50%. You've been listening to Now Hear This, a Faith Comes by Hearing podcast. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, email us at podcast at faithcomesbyhearing.com. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.